Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com.
Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. Of course, it is Tuesday. It's currently 4 o'clock here on the East Coast. It is 1 p.m. on the West Coast and every single hour in between. Um, pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. Of course, check out our sponsor at www. CoventryCreations.com. Again, that's www.CoventryCreations.com. You can also find um, the wonderfully talented and gifted Jackie Smith over at CoventryCreations.com. To reach me off of the air, of course, go to PsychicFriendsNow.com. And, of course, become a fan of our show by going to Facebook forward slash Keepin' It Magic. That's without a G. Keepin' It Magic. We we were we were at some kind of convention where we stopped it up. I don't know, uh, but keeping it magic. Uh, so check that out. It, follow us on Twitter. Of course, it is at Keep It Magic on Twitter. So make sure that you follow us up over on Twitter. Jackie, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good. I'm recovering. You know, actually, not really recovering. I'm just moving back into to work mode. <laughs> I'm recovering from the expectations of what the holidays should be. That's what I'm recovering from. Now, why are you recovering from the expectations? Oh, you know, actually, I just I have a little theory. Um, neither one of us are Christian, yeah. but yet Christmas is the only federal holiday that is religious in origin. And um, there is a huge pressure, cultural pressure, on everyone to make this the most wonderful day of the year. I mean, there's even a song about it. And and if you don't live up to that expectation for yourself, or um, or for other people, I mean, really, it's 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 crazy time. People just feel it should be perfect. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. And what what I love the most is that if you went on to any of the social net, network talk, platforms on the 24th and the 25th, it was all oh, everybody. Let's love everybody and forgive everybody and be happy with everybody and uh, <laughs> be fruitful and multiply and spend time with people that we love. Uh, forgive them, you know, because they don't know the errors of their ways. And if they if they are really that bad, they're going to be visited by three ghosts tonight, anyways. And then on the 26th, it's just like, oh, this person is this, that person is that. What a crappy day it is. What a you know, but I went to the mall and it was packed. And can you, can you believe-, believe what Uncle Ed did yesterday? And blah blah blah. And yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it reminds me, very, very strangely, but it reminds me of this big, gigantic, huge collective, um, uh, you know, go out and cheat on your wife on Friday night and then go and confess it on Saturday. Sunday. Or depending, Saturday yeah. or Sunday. Yeah. You're you're Jewish, so it's not a confession for you, is it? Um, no. <laughs> confession is a Catholic thing. Yeah, we don't believe in sin. <laughs> no, I guess like confession is Saturday. You go to church on Sunday. You're right. Yeah, I'm staying corrected. So you know, it, I I just find it very interesting that you know that has been going on, and and people are looking at things from that perspective. Uh, if you're listening to the show and you're not in the chat room, please cruise on over to the chat room because of the holidays. We're kind of a little bit light in the chat room, but you know, if you want to talk to us, you can come into the chat room, of course. Now, Jackie, did you do anything interesting on Christmas at all? I crafted. I <laughs> I knew my parents were not in town, and so um, a few of us got together Christmas Eve. And um, because my family is still Christian, so they all like to celebrate the hoo ha. And um, I was off the hook. We were the, her whole family was off the hook um, on Sunday, 
So we all did what exactly we wanted to. And for me, it was creating for no purpose at all but to create. And I was in heaven. I made little refrigerator magnets. She'll be getting some in the mail. Oh, yes. <laughs> there, I, it's kind of ridiculous, but I had so much fun. It was it was crafting therapy. It was beautiful. And um, a friend of mine hit me up online because I was um, – I'm working on this project with another friend who does not celebrate Christmas either because so, she's not Christian. And um, so we're kind of going back and forth on a little project because it was the, one of the only times we, we had to do this. So then another friend found me online, and so she was asking me what I got for the holidays. What did I get for Christmas? Because she was, she was telling me her big score. And I said, nothing. I don't, I'm not, I don't worry about that anymore. Um, I I um I don't want anyone to. I mean, in my family, it was the here's your present, here's your tin of cookies, you know. Yeah. Um, my I'm from a family of nine, so my father has who has taken over the gift giving um, from the parent parental side. He does um, mass gift giving, <laughs> so everybody gets the electric gravy boat. And although this year is kind of a score because it was um, locally handmade scones. Oh, interesting. And so everybody have, gets these scones? Everybody got a box of scones, which, thank God, were tasty. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, so, and then sometimes my dad forgets one or two people, and, you know, one year it was me. Um, so he ran to Walgreens and got me a popcorn tin. And <laughs> so <laughs> I opened it before dinner, and I said, I got the best Christmas present this year. We get to eat it now. So... It was, uh, you know, you just got to laugh at it. Sometimes you don't, but um, I'm not, I don't want to do the whole present obligation thing because I kind of just buy things for people throughout the year. Yeah. And that comes from my husband. He's Now, he's he's very much the no one will tell me when I'm required to buy a present for someone, not Christmas, not birthday, nothing. And since he generally doesn't buy anything anyway, um, I decided to kind of look at that in a positive light, going, you know what, I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait for National Present Day. Cause to me, and nation- people will get mad at you if you say that, by the way. Yeah, I, I did get scolded quite a bit for well, um, wishing everyone a happy National Present Day. <laughs> um, yeah, on, on Christmas, yeah. So, But that's kind of what it is, because if you're not Christian, but yet you still are kind of, almost this societal pressure and you're obliged to continue to celebrate it. I mean, I'm not sure what your family did, but but there still is the big, you know, there's that day. And so that's when all of your Christian friends are going to make sure you have a gift or or stuff like that or say, oh, you don't have anywhere to go on Christmas. Come to my house. You're like, but really, I'm I'm okay. So it's National Present Day. It's it's the time when everybody saves up to to do presents. So. The um, Aunt Hazel is wishing us a happy holiday. We love mm-hmm. Aunt Hazel. She is adorable. I love her. She's just as cute as a button. And when I had her on our other show, we were I was having her tell me what we're up to Scottish kilts and everything. We got to get her on that show sometime. It'll be fun. I agree. Okay, <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that accent. Um, I think that um, the uh, I think that the difficulty and a lot of times why the week after Christmas. Um, leading up to New Year, that people kind of revert back to a little bit of their um, pre-Christian or, or pre-Christian, well, Christian too, pre-Christmas nastiness. <laughs> <laughs> Is the sugar withdrawal? <laughs> yeah. 
That's one of my theories. <laughs> is uh, is that I think that there is a lot of um, familial pressure that we often go into circumstances and situations. Uh, I don't have this problem because I don't leave the house. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, we go into these familial settings in which... Uh, there's a lot of um, angst and upset and, you know, having happy holiday. And, you know, that when you were four years old, your mother, you know, drug you up the stairs by the head of your hair or um, your father didn't pay attention to you while you were growing up or um, you were uh, sexually abused or, you know, there's a whole variety of, uh, of different uh, uh, recipes um, of familial disaster. Uh, that go on there, and I, you know, and, and this is the reason why we wanted to talk about parents right after uh, the holidays, is because I think that that's part of what goes on, and why that there is this nastiness. Because I think that they can't vent it there at the Christmas table, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they begin to vent it out the next week, and then it is the flying gossip of, oh, you know, Uncle Phil bought me this, and uh, you know, I know the reason that he bought me a vibrator was because he sexually molested me when I was seven. Um, you know, the the whole um, right. craziness. Because um, if you confront people, if you confront people on this day, you're the jackass. Yeah, you're the jackass, and um, you're supposed to just take it. Yes. And and so um, so it does. It it's you know it smacks of all of the different family parental um, issues and 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 that come up. And I have to tell you, and and Storm and I talked about this earlier today. I was getting a little stressed out about doing the show. Because I'm dealing with it myself, too. Because I made a personal decision last year that I wasn't going to, um, I was not interested in continuing the relationship my parents want to have with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, they, and they don't even get what they're doing. They don't even understand, and I almost, I don't know if it makes it better or worse, um, that they're really, um, it's, 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 you know, a half of a compliment than a slam. It's the, oh, we're so happy to see you. Where the hell have you been, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know that for um, people listening, they'll say, Jackie, get over it, you know? But we all have our own um, issues and our own things that, that are hitting us. And I have to tell you, I mean, dealing with that, the decision that I made, and, and my parents are out of town um, uh, this weekend, uh, excuse me, this holiday season, and they don't listen to the show, so I'm not even worried about it. I've told them like 12 times I have one, and they forget completely immediately. I don't oh even remember gosh. I wrote a book. Yeah, um, they don't? No. Oh, no wonder you have so many issues. <laughs> so, they don't remember Patty wrote a book. <laughs> So, no wonder you have so many interests. Right. So getting ready for this show, even this morning when we were talking on the phone, and I, I had to have therapy with Patty earlier going, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm really feeling, um, it's like making everything bigger for me right now, mm-hmm. my my issues. And, and one of my big things was that, you know, I made this decision last year, and this year they're out of town, so I've kind of got a, a hall pass on that one. But next year when they're back in town, so am I going to stay away from the rest of my family because everyone goes to my parents' house? How am I going to deal with this? And so that is the stress that started hitting me on Christmas is is that I got a hall pass on this one and I'm having a good time, so what do I do next year? And and this is how big it is that I'm already projecting myself into next Christmas. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's not even, you know, 
it's not even the rest of the holidays because there's so much pressure on making Christmas the most wonderful day of the year. It's perfect, the perfect meal, the perfect present, the perfect outfit, the the perfect children, the you know. There was so much pressure on to make that day perfect that there's no way it can be. So it's it's fraught with disappointments and and the whole thing. So and the interesting thing if we go to go to your astrology chart, okay, and we just look at the fourth house cusp in the astrology chart um, has to do with um, the early family bones that you come out of that were happening at the you know the energies that were at the time of your birth, and you have the same same sign because Jackie and I both have Libra rising. Um, uh, we both have Capricorn on the fourth house cusp. So Capricorn Jackie is very concerned about what people think, appropriateness, the way that we present ourselves out into the public eye. Um, so when you add that to the family dimension, you know, that there is, you know, um, a sense of beating oneself up and doing what it is that we don't want to do in order to um, live up to the expectations of a family system. Um, and that's something that that, that is innate. And it, it, one of the things that I love about astrology is the fact that you can, it is the map, basically, for the innate inner energies that were there at the time of your birth, that you're going to view everything in life through. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so somebody with a Capricorn on the fourth house cup cusp is going to view family as difficult and drudgery and um, uh, you, you have to do what is appropriate and you have to do what is uh, right and you have to do things um, uh, uh, in, in a way that people expect you to do them, whereas if there was a different sign on that particular cusp, say Sagittarius even, you know, uh-huh. they would view the family system as fun and energetic and, um, uh, you know, the they would be the life of the party, and and that uh, you should be jovial, and all of these other things. If if you saw uh, Libra on the fourth house cusp, you would see this very very balanced family that's not real exciting, and uh, uh, things things of that nature. And if you saw Aries there, you would see um, an extremely aggressive family that's probably arguing at the Christmas table every you know Christmas, and all of these other things. And the thing that the the chart does is it gives us a particular predisposition to what it is that we that we um, uh, expect. And, and not only does it do it for our family background, Jackie, but it also, we have a, a print in our psyche of the way that we expect mother and father to be like mm-hmm. um, uh, in the chart. And basically, we're going to be very, very in tune to when they're acting out that role for us. Okay. So this is what's fascinating me about astrology is because it's like you can marry that and psychology and say get right to the crux of the matter because you really hit the nail on the head on a lot of things with that there was and, and for myself that familial because we hadn't talked about this pressure part no. of it that that to be um, you always bring something new in so I'm like thrown off. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, I have to say something for the show. <laughs> Yep. Um, so we you know, we do that all the time. Save it for the show. Don't talk to me. Um, so that is really interesting because that's exactly what I do, and that's the role that I take within the family is is to make sure everybody is taken care of and and uh, 
and, and stuff. So that's that's fascinating. I'm sure as a as a psychologist or a therapist, if you did astrology it, it, with the in depth knowledge like you have, yeah. you could really just go. Well, I'm looking at your chart, and the way you deal with your family is blah blah blah, and the way you deal you look at your mother, you need her to be like this, and um and looking at your mother's chart, she can only be like this. So I can see what um what uh what issue we have here well th- th- you you can look at those particular issues, and the other thing here is is the um the tenth house cusp, which is the opposite of the family, so it's going to be out in the world, okay mm-hmm. the way that you're going to project yourself out into the world basically what what is going to happen there you have cancer, so do I um on that on that tenth house cusp, so people are going to be attracted to you and bring all their problems to you and bring all of their issues to you and uh because you know cancer on the tenth house cusp, cusp are like two giant breasts you know saying here fuck um you know you know the please milk off of me you know it's yeah. the <laughs> you, you know, so basically, I called myself that more than once. You, you, you know, the giant teeth. Um, and then basically, what happens is, is that we're automatically hardwired, Jackie. That at the moment that they start sucking too much, okay, we go back into this fourth house cusp because the program that we have is very suspicious. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, no. It, no, no, please. No, and with it being very, very suspicious, there's just this natural, you know, tendency here to be reserved, not trusting, um, and uh, and uh, it, it works out in a very, very mysterious way with astrology because you start to feel after a while, especially when you start looking at family system charts, you start to think after a while that something greater than us started handing out some scripts. And and now that you know, I'm I'm 42, three, 43, sorry. I missed a year there. Um, moving on to about to be forty-four, it, it's not—it's not how I live my life anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when I do work with people in the Akashic Record, and um, uh, people have that same issue, like they go to the family function and it's um, the same old, same old. I call that a contract. This is this is the contract that you have with your parents. Of this is how they're going to treat you, and you're going to treat them. Um, this is this is what you've all agreed to in the past, and you have to um, break it. You have to say, no, 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 I want a new contract. This is not how it's going to be anymore. And under normal circumstances, those things evolve. Mm-hmm. Under normal circumstances, you, you start breaking those when you're in, you know, when you're developing your own personality. Because those are developed so so they know how to deal with you when you first come into the world. Yes. Um, and so when you first come into the world, they're going to say, you know, there's an energy um, that they have to work with. Um, and they're going to work from the way they were brought up. And it's really interesting as a parent, you start to immediately default back to how you were parented. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have to make some conscious efforts to change um, if you want to change. I mean, and, and, and so sometimes you start really healing that. And say, oh, now I understand why my why I was parented in that way. Because as a parent, I can see the other point of view, and so there's some healing there. Or you say, oh, I've got a different way. I've got a better way mm-hmm. to work with this. Well, you see, the the interesting thing astrologically that is here as well, okay, is that you do have a house in your in your horoscope that represents children, okay, which is the fifth house cusp. Yours has Aquarius 
on the fifth house. You have 19 degrees of Aquarius on your fifth house cusp. So your expectations, what it is that you're going to project onto your child, any child that comes out of your womb, okay, is going to be, um, uh, you want them to be independent, you want them to be separate, you don't want them to be too emotionally attached to you, um, you don't want, you want them to be inventive, um, you want them to be uh, uh, bright and have a lot of social grace and, uh, and things along these lines. And the difficulty can be, um, of course, you only have one child at the moment, don't, um, don't even go there at the moment. It's been coming up a lot lately, Jackie, so I'm just kind of... Let's talk about to give birth to some new projects. Yeah. <laughs> but, but basically, you know... I'm about the, to get some extra birth control, let me tell you. <laughs> you know, you could, you could have a, um, you know, one of your... Say, for example, that you had two. You could have one that was extremely brilliant and bright and intelligent and has a lot of social grace, was very, very good in school, that they're in some form of science or technology field mm-hmm. um, or with the, or we're in politics in some way or something that represents progress, okay? And then you could have another child that was an absolute complete psychopath. It's the same energy. Yeah. Well, and I can see that, like, looking at my chart or, or saying, even looking at my mother's chart. So she's going to, if she, if in her chart, and I don't know what it is, but if in her chart it 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 says that she is going to, you know, have all those independent children, whatever, and and um, she has dealt with things poorly in her life. That can absolutely look like abandonment. Absolutely. So, and if and for me in my chart, like you said, with where my Uranus is and, and mm-hmm. a few other things, abandonment is a big issue of mine. You have Moon conjunct Uranus. Now the thing here is, and I didn't discuss this with you. Yesterday, when we talked about the charts, I wanted to save this part for the show, okay? Um, uh, that you you have the moon conjunct Uranus, okay? But you also have the moon which is in opposition to Chiron, and you have the moon that sextile Mars. Now, what this means in English, um, <laughs> the moon in sextile to Uranus in your 10th house is a mother that in many ways wanted to be her own person, that she wanted to be somebody, that she wanted to be special, um, that she didn't want to really be bound to any form of sense of obligation to any man. Okay, that's at, there's this core here that's there, okay? Interestingly enough, this is in Rebecca's chart as well. Um, you have the moon that is in opposition to Chiron. So I'm sure at some particular point as your mother was developing, Jackie, and when, when she got to, you know, between 18 and 21, she probably realized she was not, especially because at that particular point that there wasn't as many outlets for, um, uh, for a parent basically to be a martial mother. You couldn't be um, aggressive and, get, you know, she couldn't go out and shoot up the, the dinosaur and bring it home. It just wasn't appropriate at that particular point. Um, so basically, the moon in opposition to Chiron is going to be this wound of life's unfairness for her, um, that she didn't get what it is that she wanted or her particular vision of life. And, of course, I don't have her horoscope in front of me, so I can't uh, comment as, from her particular perspective or point of view. What I can comment on is what it is that you inherited from her. 
um, uh, that this the sense of woundedness, feeling that that life isn't there, feeling that no matter what it is that you do, something is going to kind of hit you in the back of the head and tell you you can't do that. It's probably not appropriate. And then you have that, and you combine it with that moon Uranus Jackie, and that that's the feeling of abandonment. Okay, and I think that the way out is possibly you know is oftentimes when we can look at this. Okay, and we, when we question, when we start to question our parents in a way in which they're kind of not as guarded. Um, one of the things that happens is, is is that we will sometimes hear things. For example, if you ask your mother, um, and this is for anybody, I'm just saying this generically, what did you want to be when you were um, a child? For example, my mother wanted to be a singer. Um, and, you know, because she had a child at, at 18, she wasn't able, you know, it just wasn't appropriate at that particular time mm -hmm. um, in, in the early 70s. So basically she had to basically let go of her particular dreams in order to um, to raise a child. And that there's a lot of angst and I'm sure a lot of, uh, of regret in making those particular decisions. And, and Jackie, I even had a conversation with, with my own mother this one time that said, you, you know what, Mom, of course, you know, this is this is unheard of in that particular time. But I told her, I said, you know, Mom, if 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 you would have got an abortion, I wouldn't have been that upset. <laughs> well, that's an interesting turn. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, well, looking at it, when you get to the particular, you would have, you would have shown up at a different point, though. Yeah. You still, I still Hopefully think... with some better parents. You, know? <laughs> well, you, you see, I was trying to trade in my birth certificate to get, get a new one. <laughs> yeah. and, that's, and as you say, Storm, that's one thing we cannot do is we cannot no. trade in that birth certificate and look for a new one. We just still have to deal with what we were born into. And I think that this the thing about this show is that, um, and we'll take a break in, in a minute, but the thing about this show is, is that we, we're – the, from start to finish, every show is about, okay, so here's the circumstances. How do you make it work for you? Exactly, and we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. We're going to talk a little bit about, we're going to introduce you all to the world of Rebecca Phoenix um, <laughs> on the other side. Hopefully she's not listening to the show. Um, uh, and Or she may by the time that her mother gets home. You know, the, uh, uh, but we will be talking about Jackie's chart and more about Jackie's chart, more about Rebecca's chart, a little bit about my chart. And we will introduce not only um, uh, the issue of mommy, but the issue of daddy um, in the horoscope as well. So pick up the phone and give us a call if you would like to look at us to look at your charts. We will be taking calls um, in a little bit, so just hang in there on on the line. I know that it can sometimes be annoying, but we have to give the material first, and then we can look at the individual cases. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. You're listening to Keep It Magic, sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. Don't touch that dial. Like bubbles, roses, soft and pale Like bells 
under a time I remember it was like a holiday When he was gentle and kind He gave those flowers his heart and soul I wish he'd saved some for me Um, so, Jackie, one of the things um, 
that I, that I want to get to before we start getting a little bit further into these charts is I think that it's important for for people to know oftentimes that they will look at a, at, at a horoscope and they will say, you know, for example, if we take Rebecca's chart and you were to come to me when she was born and I started to talk about some of the things in her chart, sometimes we can walk away from that particular experience and say, oh, my God, I've doomed my daughter or, oh, oh my God, you know, uh, what has happened there? The, uh, the thing here is, is that there's not a negative and there's not a, a positive in your horoscope. There is an enormous amount of potential, okay, and it's going to be what it is that your heart hardwired to um, uh, in, in regards to your particular relationships. And I think that if we can get a, a grip and understand what it is that we're hardwired to, for example, you know what it is that you're hardwired to in regards to your mother, that as you deal with those issues, not only are you taking responsibility for how it is that you've viewed the particular situation, the more that we become conscious of ourselves, the more that they can be who they are rather than what it is that we've projected onto them. Absolutely, because we get to make a choice of how yeah. we want to deal with it, and and I I'm <clears throat> I'm the cautionary tale slash living proof of, proof of that, and um and as we all are, and I and anybody who comes and sees me at classes and stuff, I, I you know I use myself as an example all the time, and um because that's the one person I can you know share their secrets with, and they we don't use me as an example because people would become suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> so um. You know, I've I've spent a lot of time going in each and every direction concerning my mother. I mean, hating her in high school because you know we have teenage angst and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, and then um, just this huge opposition with her, and uh, and then as I got out of high school, really trying to heal that relationship and and work with her on things and and work you know really really hard on placating her and 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 doing everything that I can just to make her happy, and, and that never happens. And then eventually go, well, you know, that's just who she is. And then now I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? You are a bee. Mm-hmm. You are not nice to me. You never have been nice to me, and I'm just I'm not going to deny it anymore. Um, but at the same time going, oh, you know, she's really only human, and nobody wants to be the bad guy, you know? I think that we all have to go through a period, Jackie, of parent bashing um, uh, in order to walk into that particular healing tunnel. Or, you know, uh, if you do any work with with Patty, um, who will be on with us next Tuesday, by the way, if you do any work with Patty, one of the things that she does is that she brings you, when you're dealing with your healing issues, um, she brings you to a particular door, and you go through that particular door, and it brings up whatever it is that you're dealing with at that particular moment. Um, and I think that, you know, oftentimes, you know, it, it, it is in order to enter that door, Jackie, sometimes I think that you do have to do a bit of parent bashing. Yeah, and I think it's natural. I know um, I think it's natural because we're what we're doing is we're we're comparing ourselves. It's also where we we become our own individual and no longer um, you know tied to uh, uh, the umbilical cord um, uh, in many ways. Now we've done a lot of um, talking about the mother, and we're going to get to Re- to Rebecca in a minute. I think that probably Jackie, that it's better to use me for the example with the father because your aspects to your son, which if you want to look at the father, you need to look at your aspects to the son. Um, uh, It's probably better to use me as an example. So people, please put the razor blades in a drawer. (laughs) 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 Um, 
my son makes some interesting aspects. Uh, uh, first of all, it is conjoined with Mars, which is uh, what is called um, uh, in psychological astrology the phallic father. Um, it's, it's a father with an enormous amount of potency, and um, he has the ability to go out into the world and accomplish things and get what it is that he wants in a lot of raw, unbridled uh, energy. Um, uh, unfortunately, that, that son of mine is also in square um, to Saturn. Um, which when you have the sun in Saturn, there's always this, you're going to fail, you're not going to seed, why are you doing that? That's utterly ridiculous. Uh, you probably shouldn't be a psychic, you know, you should go to law school. Um, uh, uh, you know, all of these particular self-defeating, very, very large um, uh, uh, issues uh, of... Uh, uh, you know, really, really just that, that really didn't, I think, etches on the self-esteem of the individual in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have also Sun, which is in square to Neptune. So not only is the father this very um, uh, rough, brutalized figure, um, but he's also a father that um, is not really available there for you um, uh, in many ways. And a lot of, because I don't talk about things a lot of the times, uh, Jackie, uh, a lot of people, um, you know, don't know that, you know, my, my birth father is uh, not the father that married, or, or the father that married me. Oh, good God. Um, <laughs> the father that married the father raised me, um, uh, you know, so in many ways that Neptune is that thirst and that hunger for a father image, Jackie, that is never going to be there. And then you have this other ogre, you know, that's on the other side of the, that's on the other side of the chart also, that is kind of beating up on you. So what happens with a child that is, uh, that has that particular type of, of imagery, okay, is they're always seeking that perfect situation out there that's going to kind of make everything perfect and make everything right. To, because to look at that particular dark side of the father figure with the sun in square to Saturn can be very, very much overbearing um, uh, for them. Um, and uh, one of the things about the father figure as well is that naturally, no matter, you, you know, I could have had um, Bill Cosby as a stepfather, the perfect stepfather, okay, you know, um, Cliff Huxtable. I would have still tuned into the very critical, negative, you have to be perfect, and that's the way I would interpret that. Interesting. And there would still be the longing for the birth father, the longing, longing from uh, where, where it is that, that you came from, regardless. So we're naturally um, going to tune into uh, uh, our parents the way that they are um, in the horoscope. Now, as an adult and as you grow up, um, uh, you know, say for example, um, I was actually to go get a mundane job or, you know, that I made the choices that I didn't make. Say for example, I was working as a, um, uh, uh, a clerk at the candle wick shop and, um, uh, you know, basically, and whenever you came in, Jackie, being the boss, I'd be like, you know what, she's always undermining me. No matter what it is that I do, you know, it's never perfect enough for her. And you could just be coming in and saying, hi, how are you doing today? Oh, isn't this counter lovely? Or could you just <laughs> that over there? And I would interpret it in this negative sort of way in this other context, okay? The creative way would be to look at that and to say, you know what, you probably shouldn't be an employee. You may want to be an employer. Right. Or do something on your own. So there are creative ways to work through it. True. That that is true because it's kind of what I did. I decided I wasn't going to go for 
any one person's approval. I'm just going to go for the whole universe's approval. <laughs> oh, but, but listening- <laughs> that's a dangerous road to walk down. Go ahead. <laughs> Listening, listening to that and, and your description within within the father figure, and that um, when you're talking about the father with Saturn, your yeah. son, your son squaring Saturn. Uh, son, the, the son squaring Saturn is going to be a particular imagery that I'm going to tap into in regards to father. What's interesting is that um, when you were talking. The way I love comparing, like, astrological, what's going on in the charts with what I do, the healing work I do in the Akashic Records. What I see with that is that is um, there's the potential of the father figure that's raising you to control you by by trying to put his mask or his soul parts within you, trying Uh to override your destiny with with what he feels that you should be. Uh Uh-huh. And just kind of wrap you up with with different soul parts and hooks and drains, and really trying to make you a puppet with his face on it. Uh-huh. And um, that's something that I have seen in the work that I do. So that's I, I find it so fascinating how um, the different languages work together. Yeah, I, I think that it's 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 really fascinating as well because it gives you if if you go into an astrologer and uh, they have their chart, you know, your chart in front of them. Um, Oftentimes what it is that you can do, and say, for example, their issue is about um, relationships, for example. Say, for example, I was to walk into myself with a relationship issue, okay? Um, Because of the fact that I'm gay, okay, there's going to be me tuning into the the masculine components of the chart in regards to who it is that I seek out out in relationships. Um, uh, So, therefore, with that sun and square to Saturn, you know, I'm going to have to sit and talk to the individual about, you know, you're going to have to have relationships um, uh, in which you don't feel um, so uh, beat up on and you don't feel like you're, you're you know, in, in a dream world looking for the perfect relationship. I would absolutely look for, with my aspects with my mother, I looked for somebody who adores me. That's really it. That was the that was the um, rules. <laughs> you have to adore me. Well, it's pretty interesting in your chart because when I look at your relationship planets, okay, um, uh, it, it tells two different things. Okay, here is one of the big, huge, gigantic secrets that I will let people know. Mm-hmm. Are okay. you sitting there, Jackie, and prepared? Because I never said this to you. Mm. It's usually the parent that you don't think that you have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> Is the one that you have the problem with. <laughs> so, um, so interestingly, in your chart, okay, um, you have the fourth house is the father, okay. You have um, the ruler of the fourth house, which is Saturn, is in your seventh house, okay. Interestingly enough, you've had two relationships, major. Um, uh, marital relationships. Um, the first one, I feel, based on you know my my limited knowledge and being a little arrogant, um, 
how else do you describe it? Um, you know, the first one I think showed the negative connotations in regards to the Saturnian imagery. You know, the destructive relationship, the overpowering, domineering husband. Um, and it feels as though to me that your second marriage, although that they may even have similar, because I don't think that you necessarily get involved with different people. I think you get involved with different masks, and depending upon your own evolution, it will tell whether or not that the person is a little bit more evolved. Um, True. Um, so basically, you know, I, I, what I see in your relationship with Tony, of course, you, you know, with the little bit that I know and my own arrogance, um, I see more of the, the, the positive uh, sides of Saturn, which is always there for you, always dependable, always um, uh, 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 you can rely upon them um, in many ways, okay? And because you don't have a negative aspect between Saturn and your relationship planet, which is Mars, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get along with this just fine, okay? It's going, you know, your relationships are something that you can definitely um, run towards. Um, with me, I have Chiron in the seventh house. Chiron in the seventh house, honey, is just like no matter what, it's going to be screwed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Life so, is just completely unfair. <laughs> uh, well, I sometimes I think, though, what we talked about Chiron is that you find the fairness. You find the way to yeah. make it same. Well, it gives me the ability for me to, uh, with Chiron in the seventh, um, and it being in a relationship house, um, not only is it, um, uh, you know, that there's a sense of life's unfairness in my own relationships, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have, you know, the, the uh, my major partner um, uh, died in a car crash when I was uh, young. But, uh, you know, so there is a sense of life's unfairness. But at the same time, Jackie, I can counsel anybody about their relationships, period. <laughs> And I'm not afraid to tell them, you know, cut it off, move on. Um, uh, can I have my boyfriend back? No, you can have a cup. Um, or, or say yes, stick it out, and, yeah. um, and stop being crazy. So, yeah. so now with the um, with the father aspect, do you feel that? Um, I'm I'm just curious. Do you feel that we, um, if you're a woman, you end up marrying your father in in a way, or you it reflects the challenges you have your father, and if you're um, a man, you marry someone who is is has the challenges you have with your mother. Yes and no. Okay. Um, I think that the horoscope reflects. For example, you have the sun in Virgo. Um, uh, there is a predisposition to what men are going to mean for you, and uh, because of the fact that your first relationship with father. Um, uh, uh, or the, your first re- relationship, excuse me, with men is, of course, through your father. Okay, mm-hmm. that is that particular experience that you have with him will either help your relationships or poison your relationships in the future. If you had a difficult relationship with your father, your relationship with men will be very, very difficult in many ways. Um, uh, Or conversely, if you were in a situation in which you were daddy's little girl and you were perfect and you're still 12, okay, but your birth certificate now says that you're, you know, 43, (laughs) um, and you're still looking for, you know, the father that wants to bounce you on your lap, projecting that particular imagery now upon your mate can be very, very difficult and very frustrating because he wants a 43-year-old woman, not a 12-year-old. Right. Um, uh, but, you know, th- there is going to be the coloration there, Jackie, upon that. With a man, 
um, uh, it is uh, going to be very, very similar. It's going to be his relationship to his mother, which is going to be the significant relationship that he's going to build all of his future relationships uh, with uh, uh, in his life. And say, for example, you have... Um, the moon in Scorpio, and he was born in 1986, okay? And he has um, the moon conjunct uh, Pluto in Scorpio. You know, this is a, um, a a mother that was very emotionally needed, needy, influenced an enormous amount of uh, power over the child. Probably in many ways, Jackie prevented the child from growing up and moving past her womb, okay, in many ways. So when he gets to be 25, 26, and he meets a girl, okay, at first she may be the best thing since life's bread and wonderful and everything's hunky-dory. Two years into the, into the marriage, okay, slowly the snakes of the Medusa start cropping up because that's what we're going to be in tune to. Mm-hmm. Right, and so there's a there's a you know I, I kind of go back to that, and I'm not sure how the um, the chart progresses progresses is that um, there is a natural evolution of yes. the person that says, well, you know, earlier on this is this is the type of person I'm going to be drawn to, and then um, and then later on in life. Um, you're not drawn to that kind of person anymore. I think that you're still drawn to the same person. You're just drawn to the more positive dimensions of the planet. Okay. So if that person doesn't grow up too? I don't think that necessarily the other person that you're involved with necessarily matters. So you think it's just all about you? Um, I think that everything is really all about us, um, uh, which I know you love that answer, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only person you can change. (laughs) Yeah, because we're the only person that we can change, okay? What I think does happen is I think that relationships are like a mathematical equation, okay? If you change one side of you, okay, one side of the relationship, okay, you subtract seven from it, okay? You also have to subtract seven from the other side of the of the, uh, uh, the the equation as well. So you have to, in order for it to stay balanced. So if you grow, one of two things are going to happen. Either your partner is going to grow or you're going to end up finding a different partner. It's true. It's, it is true. Um, and and it, is, it ends up being about you in the long run because you could grow and and your partner never does anything. And so then you make a choice, I continue to grow or I regress. Yeah. And and I think, you know, we talk a, you, you talk a lot about this aspect, squaring, trining, sure. opposing this and that with with astrology. And if you're not familiar with astrology, you can feel completely lost in this conversation. So just kind of bringing us back around sure. what what we've been talking about is that um there's some things that are hardwired uh-huh. when you're born of how you're going to deal with your parents. And and again, let's get back to the reality of your parental issues with your parents are yours. Mm-hmm. And they are who they are, and you can't change them. Um, and they're, they're dealing with their, they're a human being, being, bearing, a human being dealing with their own aspects. And I have to tell you, I have a hard time with this in my own life, um, looking at my parents as, as human beings with their own issues and worries and all that other stuff. So, where I have to get to is going. Okay, you. I can't. I. I, I can't um, continue to put you in this mythological role of of mother mm-hmm. and father because it kind of is if you yeah. think about it. They're gods. Yes. Yeah. And they've let you down. 
they will let you down. And even the gods let their children down. Um, uh, it's not that much of a, of, of a difference, you know. Um, if you look at, at with with Zeus and Hera, um, uh, they had a child named um, Hephaestus who was not perfect. In fact, uh, you know, he was hairy and beasty, and you know, probably had body odor and stuff like that. Zeus was so disgusted by him, um, Jackie, that he just knocked him off to uh, of Olympus. And, you know, broke his legs and all of this other stuff. So even the gods are not necessarily fair. No. No, actually, I think they're more unfair than human beings. But um, because I think they're petulant children that never had to take responsibility for their own actions. Yeah. Um, Which I think that's why they're used as cautionary tales. But, um, and which is why the uh, monotheistic God was so appealing because that monotheistic God was not a petulant God it was um, one that was going to watch out for you. Well, he was also a, a god of fire and brimstone. There was one way or the other. It wasn't, you know, he didn't, there weren't as many options with him. There were options with Aphrodite. Um, mm-hmm. There were options with even Hera. Um, there were options with Demeter. Um, there were options with Zeus. Um, uh, and uh, But I think I think more, more converts happened yeah. because Jesus was, came, came with the loving God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um and that God wants you to be happy. Except when he's hanging up on there on the cross and he says, Father, why have thou forsaken me? <laughs> right, which is it's it's very conflicting messages. Which yes. is exactly what parents do. Yeah, it's a very conflicting message. And you're attuned to a particular energy or a particular archetype that is residing within that particular parent. You're projecting it upon them in many ways. Now here is the deal. They may have been a total horrible creature, um, an ogre, okay? But still what it is that you're in tune to is that difficulty, which is where if I was to sit down with Patty and talk about, um, you know, put both of you in different rooms and just start, you know, working with you both for an hour about your mothers, I would probably, you know, when I went and looked at the notes, I was like, you know what, they were raised by two different women. It's funny because we say that all the time, which, you know, you were raised in a different family than I was, and we all laugh that we all were raised in different families, but it's true because we all have our own individual and independent relationships with our parents. And this is why this this show was really getting to me before we even got on it. I mean, I I because it's the um, we all go through this. We all. I mean, you you've been going through it a lot lately mm-hmm. too. We've been sharing a lot of this. Is that? Um, and I do think there's a, a a layer that comes in your 40s mm-hmm. because you're starting to really feel your own mortality. Um, so that. Um, you know that that it's like, what do I do with this? Um, and and uh, what do you, where do you take this? And and um, what I look at when I'm working with with people, and when I'm doing my own inner work, is I have to look at what did I agree to? Yeah. And how do I change it? Um. There's positive dimensions of every single planet. Um, you have a moon Uranus, which makes you very, very attuned to feeling abandoned and a very erratic energy around the mother. Um, it's also the planet that makes you extremely bright, um, progressive, innovative. You like things that are different. 
um, uh, you know, so you don't get one without the other. Um, uh, it's just, you know, in many ways, you know, people will come to me and they'll say, oh, my God, you know, my, my uh, you know, yesterday my boyfriend and I were having this horrible fight and argument and it ended up in this knockout, drag out, and then we had mad sex afterwards. You don't get this extreme amount of passion <laughs> without the knockout, drag out. It just doesn't happen. Um, uh, uh, you know, so, so basically, you know, we're, we're going, you know, we can either choose to deal with it in a constructive way, okay, or we can still be controlled by the particular planets, okay, and this is where um, I think that everybody should be knowledgeable about about their horoscope because it gives them um, uh, uh, an understanding of what the energies that they have to work with, and if you have to work with a red color rather than a green color, how do you make the most of the red color? Well, so many times I talk to people who start to learn their own astrology and they say, I'm just this way. I'm just this way because I was this in the past life. I'm, I'm just this way because my astrology says so. And that's exactly what I say. I say, uh-uh, this is a road map to show you where your pitfalls may be. Yeah, exactly. We have to take a break. Um, pick up the phone and give us a call. We will be doing uh, looking at astro- your astrology to us or answering your question after the break. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. Um, do not touch that dial. The show, of course, is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. We'll be back in a flash.
Keep It Magic. It is currently three minutes after the hour of five. Cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com, um, and we have a bazillion candles over there that you can, you know, use your little Christmas debit cards on. We will be more than glad to help you and assist you over at CoventryCreations.com with creating any form of magical situation that you need in your life. So whether or not that you need a new relationship, you need a new job, you need to work on parental issues, you name it, we have candles for it. So um, cruise on over there and check that out. And you can also schedule yourself a reading with the glamorous Jackie Smith, um, also known as Kangaroo Babe, um, uh, uh, over there at uh, CoventryCreations.com as well. To uh, check me out, of course, go to PsychicFriendsNow.com. Um, uh, uh, and you can, you know, schedule a reading with me too if you want to. Um, it was an MW. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the morbid wizard. I'm the morbid wizard. So clues on over there. I, I would, I would like to prefer if I'm going to be morbid that I could be like the next Jigsaw from the Saw movie. No. No, that probably wouldn't work. I'm too nice for Jigsaw. No, there's too much dirt. Yeah, that's true. And that blood, and I would have to clean and ugh, and have to put up those contract. No, no, no. He can have Coke. Um, <laughs> it's just too much. Now, one of the things before we, we get to the, the phones here real quick, um, uh, 773, we see you as well as 248. Um, Jackie, one of the things that I want to talk about real fast is that I do have Rebecca's chart um, in front of me as well. Okay, you um, make me cry? Okay, no. go ahead. Um the thing with Rebecca has her moon in Aquarius, and she also has a moon Uranus conjunction. Okay, now one of the things as a parent, okay, um, knowing this, okay, knowing that your daughter um, is going to be very, very attuned to um, whenever you're being erratic, um, whenever she feels that you're not available to her, um, uh, you know, you can schedule something you know, time with her from 7 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon, okay? And then you need to do something between 2 and 3.30, and then you'll be back with her for 3.30 until the rest of the night. What she will notice in her head is that 90 minutes that you're not available to her. Right. <laughs> you are correct. You are so, correct. So basically noticing that, um, there's particular ways that you can um, begin to do things that will help to build more of a uh, of a foundation that she's actually looking for because she's a Capricorn. You know, and you told me that yesterday. And so this morning I had a conversation with her after the dentist, which was um, Liz, she said something, and I, I saw it as an opportunity, and we're just chatting. And I said, kind of a lenient mom, aren't I? You know, yeah, that's so that we don't argue so much. I said, no, I think it's because you have a good head on your shoulders, and I know that um, you are going to make some great choices and you need to build your own structure. And so I'm going to guide you in that instead of trying to force you into mine. And then I left it alone, and then I started eating my soup. Interestingly, with your with your chart, Jackie, and it's just something that I'm going to throw out there that you can meditate on. Um, if we progress Rebecca's moon backwards to the Uranus, where it's an exact conjunction, mm-hmm. um, for example, if I was to progress your moon back, it goes back nine degrees or nine months. Um, 
at the time that your mother found out that she was pregnant, she may have been questioning whether or not she actually wanted another child. Oh, absolutely. She um, thought she was done, yes. And that's that new Uranus energy. I was always reminded of that. What I would like to know about you is what was going on in your six months of pregnancy with Rebecca. Um, I had, um, I didn't think I'd ever have a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I had um, two other instances probably in the five months prior to that where there was a potential of am I pregnant or am I not pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had I had that going on. And then the other thing going on during that time is, is I was getting rid of another layer of crazy in my life of people who are working for me, and all of that was starting to come out throughout the entire pregnancy. So you see, what Rebecca is tuned into is that energy innately that was going on in your six months of your pregnancy. So oftentimes going back and working through that and figuring out what that is, okay, um, and how through your through your bloodstream you were feeding that to her, Jackie, um, is a great way for you to, to work out the energy with Rebecca as well. I'm not as concerned about Rebecca. She has a lot of positive aspects to her, to her moon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is going to notice the particular moments when you're not available. Yes, yes. And how did you work with that in a creative dog. way? I was sick as a dog throughout the whole pregnancy, so I blame her. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> now that we have resolved all Jackie's parental problems and Rebecca's and uh, everything else, we can go to the phones here. Which one do you want to do first? Let's go 248. I'm curious. That's my backyard, so I'm wondering who is calling me. Okay, let's see. 248, you're on the air. 248. Hello? Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Yvette. Hello, Missy <laughs> I had a feeling All it was right. you. Are you. Do you have your astrological chart out, my friend? Uh, yeah, I'm sitting here looking at um, where's my reading glasses. Here we go. All right, what you want? All right, here real quick. Give me your date of birth. 41865. And do you know what time you were born? 1235 a.m. And where were you born? Detroit. Ugh, the moon in Scorpio. <laughs> Conjunct- You're not supposed to start a reading with, oh. Conjunction. Exactly. Uh, well, this is, here. here is the difficulty with this event. Um, mm-hmm. There was a very, very intensive energy in your mother um, that started, uh, first of all, it is showing me here that there was an issue probably around her third month of pregnancy. Um, It's also showing me here that your mother, um, in many ways, uh, was what what we call in the psychological field the devouring mother. In other words, um, she attempted to control and that there's a lot of manipulative energy around her and a lot of... uh, uh, you know, of dark impulses, which you would be very, very attuned to um, throughout the, the particular relationship. Um, did she kind of martyr herself? Yes. It, because I'm seeing mm-hmm. a very large victim martyr type of energy around her. 
that she feels mm-hmm. very victimized by life, like people didn't love her, and um, uh, if only she wasn't, you know, she wasn't continuously hurt by people and uh, things of this particular energy. You're going to be very, very attuned um, in that situation, Yvette, to those particular impulses that are coming out of her, okay? Um, which, in many ways, because of the fact that, that you're in Aries, Okay, it's going to make you feel very, very constricted. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> so, so you know, the, the, on on that particular note, okay. Now, what is the problem here with your father? What do you mean? What is the problem? Okay, because it's, they're showing me a lack of aspects with the father. Um, whenever I see a lack of aspects, it usually reflects that it's usually more the mother that um, has had the ultra-profound uh, effect upon the child, not the father. Mm, now, and my father just removes himself from the situation. My father, my father still to this day says, your mother's just crazy, have her committed. When, <laughs> when, did, he, when did he remove himself from the situation? Uh, when I was 16. Okay, so you see, even, you know, this is very, very interesting because um, uh, here is the thing that you have to be very, very careful of, uh, that is projecting that same particular imagery of um, men never coming in any sense of the word um, uh, uh, in regards to your own relationships. Hmm. You know, you have... And the reason I say this is that the moon is the ruler of your seventh house, okay? The moon is also the mother figure, okay? So you're going to have to make sure um, that you don't fall into relationship patterns in which there could be difficulties. And this could be relationship patterns with anybody, okay? In which you attract Mm -hmm. that Medusa again, you know, that... uh, uh, Because the issue with your mother is I get the feeling as though that there's a lot of issues in regards to abandonment and suffering and feeling as though that she's a victim and everybody has done all these things to her in this martyring mm-hmm. image, and your father hasn't helped the matter any by running. Exactly. He still says that stuff. That's why we don't, we, we, we don't talk. We talk, I think, once every three months or so for about five yeah. minutes. That's all I can stand. But, yeah, that's why she still says that. There's an so, interesting, you know. there's an interesting fairy tale that I would uh, like you to read, but I want you to get an original copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which you can probably get on um, uh, the Kindle or on Amazon uh, for free. Um, really look at Snow White in depth. Snow White, really? The original version. Snow White, yeah. It's mirror, is that mirror the Wicked on the Stepmother wall. one? No, that's not the Wicked yeah. Stepmother. That's the mirror. It is the, it is the Wicked Stepmother, but in many ways you can also view the Wicked Stepmother as the mother, okay? Um, it's mirror, yeah. mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all, and the daughter always mm-hmm. wins. You know what's interesting, mm. just to, to interject as I'm tuning into Yvette and the Akashic Records and stuff, what I see is I, I keep seeing, Yvette, I keep seeing your mother's form in front of you and mm-hmm. um, where where you're trying to live your life, but yet you, you feel like you have to live it through her form. So it kind of, it defines you. It defines a lot of decisions of yours. Probably I can see that simply because from the time I left home at 17, my, my constant thing is I cannot be like my mother. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So it's still so, so it's still defining you. And, and in in looking at the um, the Snow White 
uh, fairy tale, and since your mother's trying to like in, inject herself into you, so she is immortal, um, mm-hmm. and she has to be, she has to be stronger than you in her own head. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, as you go through that, look at literally look at breaking that mirror and stepping through it, so she's not walking in front of you. Mm. She's not coloring everything that you see. Absolutely. So. And, and the reason with the Snow White myth, um, Yvette, is that if you if you think about the particular story, the um, the evil queen transforms herself into an old woman and brings an apple to to Snow White, um, mm-hmm. and she eats the apple and, of course, falls asleep. How you can interpret that is is that she's kept in a perpetual state of childhood, okay, that she can't get out of, okay, and oftentimes. Um, uh, you know, the more the difficulty with, uh, and this is why it's honor thy mother and father with reservations. Okay, the more that you propel against your mother, the more that that energy will creep up into you because it's your moon in Scorpio. It is your moon conjunct Neptune. Okay, um, uh, so what you have to be very very careful of is that you don't wake up at fifty three. Okay, and look into the mirror and say, oh good. You know, or you're not looking into the mirror and saying, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And now you're the mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so it's, it, it's needing to really um, be cognizant of the particular power um, uh, that we that we have over children and, and the particular way that, you know, the way that we develop them out um, is, mm-hmm. uh, is very, very powerful for us and, uh, and for them as well. And you're more highly attuned to that than most people. Hmm. I would also suggest that you take every copy of Cosmopolitan magazine or Bride and throw it out the window. It's never going to work for you. (laughs) I think Jackie knows me well enough to know that is not me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close. Now, Jackie, what would you know? Knowing this particular issue with with Evette, what would be your candle recommendation? Um, an un blue. I can't speak. An uncrossing of female energies, mm. and and um, and uh, uh, a needed change. A needed to, change. Yep, yeah, the needed the banishing candle with the uncrossing oh. and and the female energies, and really just send um, the soul parts of your mother packing. Um, yeah. Because they're 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 all through your aura, and 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 that's that whole mask that she's you're looking through her, and just to work on sending that packing, or, or really seeing it and then sending it packing. Mhm. Yeah, that's been um, a struggle. I mean, even you know, you know, even her relationship with my son. So you know what I'm saying? It's, it's that's that's what it is. He won't even talk to oh, her. I think he spoke to her in about three years. I, and I completely understand. I, I came to a big realization about a year and a half ago, two years ago, that I would never choose to have a relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. I don't like her, and I would never choose to be around her. And so that was a big mm-hmm. um, awakening for myself. She's, you know, wow, I, I don't let anyone else in my life treat me like this. Why do I keep going back for more? Because she's my mom. This exactly. Is and, um exactly. And so I, I have way more control over my life than that. And then that's when I started seeing how much um, 
how much of what I saw was colored through her eyes. Um, mm-hmm. Even even critiquing people that I see was was all my I could hear it in my mother's voice. Mm-hmm. So I wow. understand that. And you see, the other uh-huh. interesting thing, uh, Eva, that you that you have that can help you out a lot, okay, um, is that Saris, dwarf planet Saris in our horoscope is going to be. Um, how we feed ourselves, how we nurture ourselves. And your um, dwarf planet Ceres is in the sign of Pisces, okay? So basically the way that you can break free from a lot of things in your life is turning to your spirituality, turning to your sense of yourself, connecting in a much more larger way than what we do in our normal little mundane world. Yep. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I get that. That's, that. That is beautiful. Yvette? Thank you so yes, much ma'am. for calling, my friend, and listening today. I'm excited to see you soon. <laughs> Most definitely, darling. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye, Eva. Now, here is, here is the other interesting thing for you, Jackie, is that your dwarf planet fairies is in the sign of Scorpio. Um, and the way out for you in many things is transformation. Okay. You know, whereas, let me find Rebecca's here real fast. Her door, hers is in Capricorn. The way out for her is always building some form of foundation that's her own. That's my, oh, my God, she's so that. She's yeah. my kid, my Capricorn kid. Do we have time for a drive-by? Yeah, we have time for a drive-by. Okay, okay. so let's hit 773. 773, seven, three, you're on the air? Yes, hello. Hi, who's this? This is Tempest. Hi, Tempest. What can we help you with? Um, just wanted you guys to um just do what you do. Um, my birthday. Is we don't do that during 50. the driveway. Give me a question. Um, a question. Um, what about relationship? Then I'm currently in a relationship, but in the same sense, I have a choice between three guys right now. And I'm confused. <laughs> and um, you're really not well, confused. Just, you're really not confused. You're greedy. Okay. You, oh, wow. um, you're looking at um, there's there's one that you that you feel that that connection to, but you know what you're not you don't feel enough of a connection to any one of them, and so you're trying to make them all into one big guy, one one relationship, and it's not going to work that way. But you you're the right one's not going to come along because he your energy feels full. There's no room for him to come along because you got these three that you're juggling, and you don't like you. Not not one of them is the one. They're all pieces of the one, and so so you settle. You tend to settle, and then get stuck. Uh, my feeling here in regards to this, Jackie, is that oftentimes whenever I see somebody that's beginning to attract multiples to them, and this is just. Uh, you know, after you know, doing this for over 20 years, so mm-hmm. that I've seen this over and over. Oftentimes, that what it is, is, or excuse me, Tempest, what it is here is that you're not really, really clear about what it is that you're looking for in regards to relationship. Okay, so you're sending all these impulses out to the universe in regards to what it is that you're looking for and what it is that you want, and basically the universe is sending you a buffet bar, okay, rather than um, a, a single individual. Okay, my feeling here, I pulled the three of swords for you. Okay, oh, that's fine. Um, my feeling here is is that it looks as though to me that there's a lot of unhappiness in all these situations at the moment, that they're not really um, pulling the trigger for you, okay? And it looks as if, to me, the one that, that you feel the 
the energy closest to, okay, I just don't feel as though that that situation is really going to work out for you in the way that you want it to. So the best thing for you to do, Tempest, here is just really sit down and get very, very clear about what it is that you want and which direction it is that you want to go in and kind of start petitioning, whether that, that be by cutting up little magazine pieces or, um, uh, you know, what it, uh, whatever it is that you want out of relationship and starting to put that in kind of like a, a relationship journal or something and start reading that every day for about five minutes, okay, um, in regards to becoming very clear about the energy that you want. Um, and I think that that will, that will help you out. I would also suggest, um, just, you know, magically, Jackie, I would suggest um, all from the Blessed Herbal line, actually, Spellbreaker, um, uh, the Love and Attraction Candle, and the Need to Change Banishing Candle. And I'm going to add to that. I'm going to want you to do two different things. I want you to write a list of what you don't want in a person. And uh, put that to the side. And then I want you to write a list of what you do want in a person. Um, and, and it could be that, you know, he's you know, he's got deep chocolate eyes and he's you know, and he talks with a southern accent. It could whatever you want it to be. Put it on there, but also whatever you do not want, put that on the other list. The one that the list that you do not want, I want you to um, uh, put some vinegar on it, fold it up, put it under the need to change banishing candle, and then after it's been under there for a day, burn it. That's the, that's they're going to go away. The ones that have those attributes are going to go away. Then you take that list of that you do want, and you're going to dribble honey on it. And you're going to fold that up, and you're going to put it under that under the attraction love candle, and you're going to leave that there. And and you're going to um, even put take a little bit of that honey and rub it on the candle too, and then that's going to help quite a bit. So you're going to get rid of the ones that don't work for you that have those aspects you don't like. They're just going to go away, and it's not going to be a problem. And then you'll start pulling the one in that you like. And thank you for calling in, uh, Tempest. We appreciate it, and we hope you help. We helped you out with your um, problem. Jackie, what's coming up on Kim? Next week, next week, which is also next month, which is also next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is um, we are interviewing, actually, more specifically, Storm is interviewing the amazing, the healing, the wondrous. The oh, I can't even say enough about her. My my wonder twin, um, Patty Shaw. Yay! Patty is launching um, the Healer's Almanac. She's doing a relaunch on her book, and she has on on January fifth. So January third, we're going to be interviewing her. So on January fifth, if you go on Amazon and order her book, you get a whole bunch of free gifts from her. So that's it's. I am I am just I can't wait to hear her talk about her book in this new way. Um, because she's had a couple of years to really work with it, um, work with it with clients, and she has a whole new take on it, and it's just just so powerful. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, amazing. And also, um, all of next month, except I think that the inter- except the interview with uh, Jackie with Patty is or with Patty, excuse me, um, is that Dorothy Morrison month? No, uh, February, February Dorothy, Dorothy Morrison okay. month. Um, the other thing that's happening next, starting next month, is we're gearing up to Coventry's um, 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So we're doing, um, so we'll be doing a bunch of stuff. So that's a very exciting time for me. You know, 2012. It's 
getting towards the holidays that that is our 20th anniversary. So it's it's super super exciting. Now the um, uh, we're also doing we have we will have Dorothy on um, in in January and then we'll have her on every week in in February and then we're going to have Lorian on um, in January as well. We're going to do um, uh, the last week in January. We're going to do um, get rid of your debt. Talk about that. So yeah. So next month is going to be all about health and prosperity and all of this this wonderful kind of stuff. And then, of course, in February, we're going to be talking about love. 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 <laughs> so it's going to be – we have some good shows. You know, we always – we're going to pick the harder topics. We're going to look at how it really affects us and, and, and wrap ourselves around it. And i got to say, Storm, my big takeaway today what? is um, is that how I – interact with my parents is my challenge. They're just human beings living in their own lives. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to find my healing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a big, pretty big takeaway. It is a pretty big takeaway. Dad, my kid's all on her own. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is your parents are how you got here. They're not how you have to choose to live your life. Oh, I like that one even more. You know, so um, it is amazing. Are at the end of the show, everybody. Make sure that you cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com and check out our sponsor over there. And make sure that you go to KeepItMagic.com and look at all the wonderful articles and prevention of obstacles in regards to your life. <laughs> and archives. <laughs> that we have blog. over there in the archives of the show, or you can download the show, of course, on iTunes. Um, so, everybody, until next week, Jackie and I, of course, uh, will be back uh, next week with more of Keep It Magic. Make sure that you in on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And Jackie, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic. Good afternoon, everybody. Have a nice evening. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.